Patrick, Mr. Auditor, how are you, sir? Hey, doing well. How are you guys? Fine. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, tell us what you're up to. You're uh, coming out with an audit as it relates to the cannabis industry in Missouri. Sure. So uh, we it's at the very beginning stages, uh, and it's really a, an audit of the Department of Health and Senior Services and the, the cannabis program. And, and so, you know, a misconception of what the auditor's office does can oftentimes be that, you know, we go and look at private businesses or, you know, things like that. And that's, that's not what our job is. And it's not what we would uh, be doing or attempt to be doing in an audit like this. We're looking at specifically the, you know, the department's implementation of the constitutional provisions that were enacted, uh, the rules that they promulgated and making sure that, you know, that they're uh, following the law and running the program according to the, will of the voters as it was implemented in the Constitution. You know, one of the concerns, uh, Scott Fitzpatrick, that, that I've had about this thing is this was an initiative petition that was drafted by the folks that were already in the medical marijuana industry in Missouri. That was, had been around since 2018. And, you know, they drafted a, a very lengthy amendment. In fact, it, it takes up a big chunk of the state constitution now is this cannabis language and it was drafted by the industry. And I had concerns that, you know, there were some potentially anti-competitive elements in that. Uh, that's probably not within the purview of your uh, audit of DHSS, but it's a real concern. Do you share that concern? Yeah, look, I, I, I believe in free markets and I prefer, you know, I prefer open market solutions to, uh, you know, government, you know, constitutionally mandated monopolies, um, you know, but that is what's in the Constitution. I think what we will look at, and I agree, I 100% agree with you about the, you know, the way that, um, the way that these things work. I mean, in initiative petitions, it's, uh, you know, especially in these constitutional provisions relating to cannabis, the, the medical and recreational marijuana language in the Missouri Constitution is now more than a fifth of all the language in our Constitution. So, um, you know, that and to me, that speaks to a different issue of initiative petition reform and why I think it's important that we change, you know, change initiative petition, the process and the approval threshold specifically for amending the Constitution moving forward. You know, regulations relating to marijuana don't belong in the Constitution. That should be in statute. And I said that you know, when I was running for office, but the reality is it's in the constitution and we have to live with what's in the, in the constitution, but we'll look at the decision-making process in terms of, you know, it was not a mandatory decision that the department of health made to go with the minimum number of licenses authorized by the constitution. They could have picked a number higher than that. And, you know, I think the subject of that decision, how the decision was made is certainly something that we have the opportunity to look at. And, uh, and then the you know the licensing process has been something that has uh, been you know of a lot of interest to a lot of people. How those decisions were made, um, it's been controversial, and so I could see that falling within the the scope of the audit too. Well, and, and you talk about that licensing process, and that is clearly something that is you're able to look at as you get in over to the Department of Health and Senior Services. Uh, they the there's an outside entity that was used to, quote, score applications, right? That's the way they decided who could be in this thing. Uh, are you going to be able to 
to get under the hood and see how that was actually done? You know, I think so. But well, the, the way these things work, I mean, this is a very early stage situation with this audit. I mean, we entranced with the department on August 2nd. I think they knew, I mean, they knew the audit was coming before that. But, um, you know, so we're, but the, the way it works is there will be a bunch of survey work that takes place initially, that, and then an audit plan will be developed based on the initial kind of survey of, of uh, the department and the situation. And, and then at that point, you know, a, a more full audit plan will be developed, and then we'll kind of execute on that. Auditor Scott Fitzpatrick is our guest. And, Auditor, uh, I am a, a labor supporter, and uh, I like the access to the ballot that we have. And, in fact, organized labor has used it to go, and they pushed that uh, right-to-work initiative that kind of pushed back on where the legislature was, and the people overwhelmingly uh, supported organized labor's position uh, organized labor had to jump through a lot of hoops to be able to get that to the ballot. From my recollection, that wasn't the case as it related to this cannabis initiative, was it? Well, I, you know, the the process of getting on the ballot, obviously I've become a lot more familiar with it in the last seven months and have been involved in litigation surrounding that. Um, you know, the... Uh, you know, it, it really depends. There's three statewide officials that are involved in the uh, in the process of getting something to the ballot once somebody submits it for circulation. That's the Secretary of State, the Auditor, and the Attorney General. And if the if one of the three of those uh, officials decides to make things difficult, it's we, I mean it's been demonstrated that that can you know that can happen. And uh, you know we obviously have recent. Uh, you know, a recent situation in which it did happen. And so um, it really depends on who's in office and what the issue is, I guess. But for my part, you know, I, I'm, I'm just here to do my job, follow the law. I do what the statutes say I'm supposed to do. And whether I like the issue or not, I took an oath to, you know, to do a job and support uh, the words that were written in law. And that's what I've been doing. Scott Fitzpatrick, he's a state auditor, and and guess what, man? You're not on the ballot next year because uh, you're in the middle of a four-year term. You were elected in 2022 as our state auditor, uh, or 2024 uh, as our state auditor, and uh, you're not on the you're not on the ballot in 24. You're you get a, a pass. That's got to be unusual for you, right? You've been on the ballot every two years for a while. I have, yeah, and um, I'm looking forward to playing a supporting role uh, to the Republican candidates that that make the make it through the primary in 2024. I was at the state fair yesterday, and uh, somebody asked me if I was if I had to run again in 2024, and I said, "Well, if you look around, all these all these other candidates here, they're wearing their campaign boots, and I'm wearing tennis shoes, so that should be the telltale sign." that I'm not on the ballot in 2024 because I'm wearing tennis shoes, not campaign boots. So. <laughs> well, enjoy your year off the campaign trail, and uh, I know you'll be there to support the GOP candidates as well. Scott Fitzpatrick, thanks for joining us here on The Voice of St. Louis. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. See you.